0: Tonight's show is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon, Optics, and you, our listeners. And we're getting yuppies, and they're throwing frickin' rubber duckies in the Buffalo River. You see why I've got a pet peeve issue with this? Do you understand why I'm frustrated? is up all of you wayward souls and welcome back to the wayward stories podcast wayward stories is the podcast where we tell the tales of our adventures and our wanderings and our wonderings so how are you guys doing this week you might have noticed a lot of you have because i've gotten your emails i appreciate mm, you guys and your welfare checks but yes we are a week late with our drop um then to be honest we're pushing this one right to the edge of the wire who knows if this will actually drop by Tuesday at 1800 hours. No idea. But we're going for it tonight. So anyway, you have my apologies as you always do. Guys, it's just been a rough spring. Like being completely honest, it's been a rough spring. Um, so much has been going on with school. So much has been going on with um, my ex and my daughter and trying to keep things all aligned. It's throwing off my flow. I have too many things going on. It makes it really hard to keep things rocking and rolling. So anyway, you have my apologies. Um, but you know, just so you know, this could continue for some time. I'm going to try to keep dropping episodes as regularly as I can. That is my goal, but it's just been a wild spring and you have my apologies and we'll just leave that at that. So I hope you guys have been well. I've been well. For the most part it's just been crazy it's just been psychotically crazy but anyway i've got some housekeeping to go over tonight i know some of you just love to hear the housekeeping but anyway this is important stuff this is show stuff um and anyway first thing i want to talk about is we're like i'm sitting at 851 youtube subscribers um y'all i gotta have a thousand okay before i can make any substantial changes to my youtube channel before i can go in and like add some placards they could actually push people to the podcast, for example, like front title card for every video. I've got like 186 videos on there or something. Well, y'all, a whole crap ton of those were way before I actually got the podcast off the ground. And unfortunately, most of those are the ones that have 30, 40, 50 K views, right? So I can have like, you know, 50,000 impressions my own youtube channel where people are coming to see things i have said they could say hey did you know i have a podcast but i can't do that because youtube youtube's a bunch of jerks but i can't do that until i get to like a thousand subscribers nor can i monetize my channel which just so y'all know nobody makes money off of youtube people make money by getting famous on youtube nobody makes money off of advertising on youtube except for youtube but let me tell you something some of you have noticed you watch ads when you watch my videos. Do you wanna know how big of a load of crap that is? Because do you know how much money I see for those ads that you have to click through? Not a single penny. Because according to YouTube, I'm not valuable enough nor my content until I have a thousand subscribers to actually get that .135 percentage of a penny. That they're gonna give me for each time that video plays so like just so you understand if we can get to a thousand subscribers at least i might get that little percentage and sometime before i die i might get a check for two dollars who knows but it's crap that they're getting paid for advertising on my content until i can get to a thousand subscribers and i'm suddenly special enough at that magical mythical threshold so anyway if you guys haven't subscribed on youtube anyone who's listening on the podcast please go and subscribe yeah, you know, it's youtube.com forward slash wayward stories. We keep it simple here. All of these things are always, um, with the addendum, the URL of wayward stories at the end. And yeah, I would really appreciate it. If you guys will go and subscribe on YouTube and watch some of those videos, man, there's some good stuff back in the day. I did a bunch of review videos of like some keen footwear, some just different things, hiking boots, kayaks. And like most of those have 30 40k. Well, a couple of them have thirty thousand views. A couple of them have fifteen to twenty thousand views. The channel as a whole start getting close to pushing two hundred thousand views, which is pretty impressive. But I can't do anything with the channel until I get to a thousand subscribers before I can like start adding some things in to try to drive people here to the podcast. So anyway, if you guys have a YouTube channel, go over and subscribe. I would appreciate it. Um another thing need to go over here is the whole Patreon deal. We've probably talked about Patreon before. I'm pretty sure I've talked about Patreon. And I've been torn from the beginning. And I don't remember if I did talk about it on the show, which I know I'd planned to several times. And I don't know if I ever actually went through with it. But I know if I did, where I was probably leaning was, I'm not going to do Patreon. I don't want to mess with it. Um, Because I don't feel like what I do is valuable enough for you guys to pay me for it. Like, that's what advertising's for, right? But I've kind of reached this point where... People are getting paid for this. And I have people actually requesting, you know, like, dude, do you have a Patreon? I want to support your show. Like, I want to throw some money your way. So I finally broke down and I decided, you know, Justin, all this stress and all the work and hard work and the foundation you've laid and all the hundreds of hundreds of summing into thousands, occasionally dollars it takes to run a podcast and get this thing off the ground and chase this passion project. You know what? If somebody wants to give you money for that, I mean, that's the whole point of being an artist, right? Like you, well, that's not the whole point of being an artist and being an artist is wanting to share something with the world, but it would be really nice if you could get paid a little bit for it or at least offset some of the costs. So anyway, I did clean up and fix up the old Patreon page and I have, you know, relaunched it essentially. So if any of you have any desire whatsoever to support me and the work we're doing here with Wayward Stories, um, if you think we're worth anything at all to you, Feel free to go over to patreon.com forward slash wayward stories. And there's like three tiers. I don't remember. One of them's like a buck or something. No, I think they, is it a minimum of $3 a month? I don't know. But if you'll go over there and check it out, and you think it's worth it to you, feel free to support us because I'll take it gratefully and I will reinvest it in this show and try to continue to get us out there so that I can start to hopefully make some better adventures and make some better content and keep bringing stuff to you guys to keep you entertained and giving you ideas of things you can go and do for yourself. Um, What else, what else do we have here? Okay, yes, here's another one. I recently made my Facebook page private because the show is getting popular enough. And you know, yeah, it can get creepy. I'm just saying it can get creepy. And so I made my Facebook page private in my best interest and in my daughter's best interest and all that kind of good stuff. So if any of you guys ever want to hunt me down on Facebook, just go to our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash wayward stories, or you can email me directly at my wayward at gmail.com. And a lot of you do. And I love it when you do. And if we get a good conversation going and we carry on for a while, we might just become Facebook friends. We might become official friends in today's world, right? Because you're not really friends until you're friends on Facebook, right? Something like that. I don't know. Anyway, made it private. So if you guys want to find stuff about the show or keep up with it, go over to Facebook.com forward slash Wayward Stories. And I will accept you in the group no matter what you answer to the very, very clever questions that I have posed to make sure that you are not a bot wanting to infiltrate our group and steal all of our data. Anyway, what else? I think I've got one or two more things of housekeeping here that are important. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys, I want some input. I need to know what y'all think about the show. Like, you know, we're 67. This is episode 68, actually. We're 68 episodes into this deal, and I've gotten great input from a small handful of people, but we have a lot more people listening than I'm getting input from. So if you have time, go do what I just said. Go to the Facebook page or shoot me an email, mywaywardstory at gmail.com, and tell me what you think. Is there anything that I do that drives you absolutely insane? There are lots of things I do that drive me insane, but I'm listening to myself, right? So I can't really count all of that because if you've never watched yourself on video or listened to your own voice, it's hard, okay? I do not enjoy listening to myself. I do not enjoy watching myself. I edit it once and then I never go back, never go back. There's like two episodes that I can go back and listen to that I really enjoy. The rest of them, I don't ever want to hear them again. And it's not that I think they're bad. I know you guys are enjoying them. It's just hard to listen to yourself, y'all. It's hard. So, you know, I just kind of overcome it by making it, editing it, and then trying to forget about it, putting it out there. But anyway, if there's anything that you guys would like to hear me talk about, any improvements I could make or anything that just drives you absolutely insane, I would love to hear from you about it. Okay, I constantly am evolving the show, trying to make the show better, trying to find what works, trying to figure out what people like, what they don't like. I'm trying to keep up with, you know, the trends and the downloads and seeing what titles are actually getting people to click and listen to. And I'm slowly starting to build a picture of what people actually are here to hear. Hmm, that doesn't sound proper, but yeah, what they come around to this podcast to listen to, to like actually what they're here to, um, consume. And it's not super clear. It would be more clear if you guys would get in touch and just let me know what you think. And it would be awesome if I knew what my demographic was. That's one thing I'm running up against as well. Like it's starting to appear to me that my demographic is like middle-aged people who are trying to kind of take control back of their lives, get back out, get things, you know, go out and do some things and live some life. Cause they've been slaving away for the for the overlords, you know, the corporate overlords for so long, and they haven't lived any life, and you know, you get to your middle-aged years, and you start going like, good God, it goes fast, and good God, I've not had any fun because I've been making someone else crap tons of money, and they haven't really cared to give me much of it back, and you know, you start trying to find ways to live, and it seems like that might be my demographic, but I kind of need to know how to target that. I don't know. I need to figure out how to target that. It's been hard to figure out what people want to listen to. But anyway, I hope that you guys will get in touch with me and, you know, give me any information that you can, anything you want to talk about, anything you want to give me some feedback on and hope you guys will go and subscribe. I hope you will go and check out Patreon if you have any interest too. I certainly won't beg you because I still feel really weird about Asking to get paid for things I do. I don't know. I don't know. That's probably some kind of trauma thing or something. I don't know. But anyway, I do put in a lot of work and a lot of hours. And it's not super easy and it costs some money. So if you want to support us, patreon.com, waiver stories, I would love that. And other than that, let's kind of get back on to tonight's show. Let's get into tonight's show. Not back onto it. Let's get into it to start with. Um, tonight's show is going to be very topical. Like We're just going to talk about a bunch of stuff, y'all. A bunch of stuff has been on my mind. Um, things I've been seeing on the old social medias. Um, just you know, a handful of different things. And some stuff I've been looking at. My adventures might be evolving a little bit. I'm definitely looking. Well, they're definitely evolving a little bit. And I'm looking at um, some different ways to get out and explore. And I'm going to talk about the different ideas I've been coming up with. And see if you guys could offer me any Input. Get in touch with me, you know. So, we're going to talk about that. It's all outdoor related, promise you that. And it's all going to be something, I mean, some of it might be a little controversial. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, let's get into it. The first thing that I want to talk about is going to be a gripe, unfortunately. I like to bring, you know, I try to be positive on this show, bring good stuff, but I got something to gripe about. I recently saw someone post in the Art Buffalo River page and it was a picture of a rubber ducky and on the bottom it said something like photo plus something so anyway the idea was put these rubber duckies in the buffalo river and let them float away literally litter it was encouraging you to litter the buffalo river which is a national parks administered sea, national scenic river I've, i don't know i didn't look into what kind of a you know problem that would be from a legal standpoint but National parks are pretty serious about stuff, and I got a feeling that that is highly, highly, heavily frowned upon. I can tell you I heavily frown upon it. I will judge that all day long. Judge not lest you be judged. I call BS. I will judge someone for that kind of garbage all day long. That's ridiculous. You guys, you guys, if you're listening to me, do not throw your crap in the river and send it down to be some clever way to... Like, it's not a message in a bottle, y'all. I'd rather you be doing a message in the bottle, and I don't condone that, but I'd rather it be that because at least glass is not going to break down into microplastics that freaking poison the hell out of everything and everyone over time. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And it actually segues into something else that's already been on my mind that is going to be a whole other, an entirely other Ad hominem, y'all. We're going to level character assassinations tonight. That's just where the whole Wayward Son's mind's at. We're going to find out what y'all like to listen to. We're going to throw the real Wayward Son out there tonight, okay? And it's going to be not as positive for a little bit because we're going to talk about something else that's driving me insane. You know what? It's human. It's human to have pet peeves, y'all. And I am as human as anyone. And we're going to talk about stuff tonight that, I mean, you guys might also like have some issues with this stuff. And that's kind of why I want to talk about it. Like I want to talk about the next thing, what we're about to segue into in particular, because it actually affects a lot of you guys. And I know it does because of the emails you sent me. Okay. So we're talking about these rubber duckies, right? People are literally throwing trash in the Buffalo River and think it's clever to litter a freaking national treasure of the outdoors for their little social media kicks, right? For their dopamine kicks so that they can get their little high out of their brain and feel like, you know, hey, lots of people think I'm clever and, in- and attractive and intelligent. Look at me go. Okay. That segues into something that's been on my mind here lately, which is like outdoors yuppies. Okay. Do you guys know what a yuppie is? Okay. Not like bubble guppies like my daughter and I used to watch. Okay. Yuppies. Do you know what a yuppie is? Okay. In the 80s and the 90s, a little bit, but yeah, you know, it's kind of more of the 80s thing. But 80s and 90s, a yuppie was, well, what it stood for originally was YUP, a young urban professional. Okay. So what was happening was you had all these people who were coming out of, like, say, college, and they were going and they were getting, like, a, they were like the assistant to the regional manager, right? Um, and they were fairly affluent and they were obsessed, absolutely obsessed with um like prestige with with their appearance with um with keeping up with the joneses they were absolutely obsessed with it and they were all fake they were all facades like everything they did they were the ones buying the the benzos and they were the ones buying the rolexes and that's what a yuppie was back in the day well i learned this i never knew that i'd always heard people call people yuppies never knew what it meant looked it up a long time ago you know, I say a long time ago, a couple of year ago, two years ago. I don't know. And I saw that and I was like, well, that's so interesting because that really matches basically 95% of the content on social media for all these quote unquote, end quote, outdoorsy people. They're all fake. Just FYI, they're all fake. So we have modern outdoor yuppies. Okay. And it is frustrating to me on multiple levels into a lot of you guys that listen to me because I know some of you personally now, you, there's a lot of you that have contacted me and we, we exchange emails back and forth. There are a lot of you that are like me that literally grew up as outdoorsmen, going outside, spending days and sometimes as much as weeks out there in the backcountry, out there in the wilderness, like really, really getting out there in it, doing your thing and enjoying and getting in touch with mama nature, right? There's a handful of us that are still in the world, that that's how we used to roll. And some of us still do. I mean, I do occasionally. I'm going to talk about, as we get later in tonight's show, we're going to talk about my evolving adventures as I approach, or I am middle age. I'm no longer a spring chicken. It has been determined that I am a midsummer chicken. And apparently when you become a midsummer chicken, you know, it's harder. It's a lot harder on you. 105 degrees in the middle of the night in August, 95% humidity in Arkansas with boars rolling around in the woods around you. It's not not it's not doesn't really have that kick that it used to have, you know. I'm 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 starting to understand a lot of the older men in the deer camps of my youth and I was always like, you sissy weasels sleeping in your camper trailers. I get it now. I get it now. Anyway, that's for later. For now, for those of us who've done our time out there, And have really, really spent the effort to get out there. And and, I mean, I don't know what we were doing. I don't know what was attractive to me about it. When I was young, it's like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do like four nights solo, you know, and you would go do this crazy stuff. And I don't know if I did it just to have a good story to tell. I mean, I loved being out there in nature and there is something about, you know, river time, about backcountry time, you know, when the clocks don't count anymore, like you literally recalibrate after a couple of days without having to be anywhere. It changes and it's really special. It is special and it's magical, but it's also hard and it sucks. Okay. It is really uncomfortable. Like, no matter how good you are, it is really, really uncomfortable. And, you know, you only do that so long and you're like, you know what? I've done my time. I have earned my street cred. I don't have to do this all the time anymore. But we did it. For whatever reasons we did it, we did it. And now we're watching people. We are watching people who have no idea what it means to go solo for two or three days with a bag of beef jerky and really go dig deep into it, to go see things that no one else is going far enough to see, claiming, claiming to be that backcountry person. <laughs> and it's frustrating. That's a pet peeve. Because everyone's fallen for it. At least I think they are. Because they are the darlings of social media, right? And anyway, what drives me insane about it is these people are getting freaking paid and stuff to like be, be spokesmen for the freaking state. You know, this is where it gets real, where the the rubber meets the road for a wayward son. I've spent the last two years kind of pandering. I mean, I like to be real. Y'all know me. I'm real, man. I get, I get real about myself, my personal stuff. But not pandering, but like being very diplomatic in many ways about what I say and what I do. Because, yeah, I want to make it. You think I want to go to work every day, like doing the crappiest crap stuff? Like, no, the heck I don't. If I could make this podcast for a living, you damn right I'd make this podcast for a living. It would be amazing. I think anyone would want to do that, right? So I've kind of been very diplomatic. And anyway, diplomacy has gotten me nowhere. And you know what? Maybe I'd be better off just being me and saying the things that I want to say. Whether anyone likes it or not, because it's pretty clear the state has no interest in, you know, an actual outdoorsman who has an actual podcast who's got actual episodes and actual content with actual thousands of followers to actually promote their state Mm, you know globally they don't have any interest in that they need yuppies okay they need yuppies we need the young people coming here to our breweries and that's what you need to know okay that's what you need to know if you look closely you're going to learn something about all this Arkansas is the natural state because we have crap tons of natural beauty, and it's absolutely gorgeous, but a whole lot of it's very easily accessible. You can see some pretty amazing stuff really easily. Drive right to the trailhead, walk a quarter of a mile, boom, gorgeous. That can be done. There's some hard stuff too, but there's a whole lot of easily accessible stuff. And so what we're doing here is we're trying to bring tourism in, which is wise. We need the money. We want the money. You know, we want the money, but we're going to bring it in. And what we're really wanting is not for you to really go hike to that. Okay, me speaking for people that aren't me, so whatever. But we want you to go hike to that. But what we really want is you to go spend your money at this brewery. And we want you to go spend your money at this bike shop. And we want you to go spend your money on these clothes over here. And we want you to go over here and buy these souvenirs. And this is what we really want because we want your money, right? That's business. That's capitalism, okay? That's just how the world works. It's not really necessarily good or bad. It can be terrible. But, you know, it's not necessarily either or. But that's what they want. And so you've got them employing all these yuppies to bring in these young people and that's fine i want that i want all the young people coming we want people in our state we want people in the outdoors that's what i want to promote the problem is is we're bringing them in by promoting this whole yuppieism outdoor movement and we're getting yuppies and they're throwing freaking rubber duckies in the buffalo river you see why i've got a pet peeve issue with this do you understand why i'm frustrated this frustrates me. Do you understand why? Because they're coming in and they're trashing our state, but we're getting their money at the breweries, right? I mean, that's cool. Is it? I don't know. What I know is this is frustrating because that one particular reason of all the garbage that has the trash, and when I say garbage, I'm not talking about the humans. I'm talking about the crap that they're leaving behind, okay? Like, don't misquote me here. Um, All this trash that they're bringing in and, and throwing it in there on purpose and taking pictures with the rubber ducky and throwing it into the river and just letting it float off for wherever, you know, okay. But like, there's a whole nother reason because the people that I want out there in the wilderness are those of you that are listening to me right now who have been through some crazy crap in your life or who have gotten sedentary and maybe you have some health problems, but like, I'm always here to tell you You can overcome any of that stuff and you can get out and you can still live a good life, right? And that's what I want. That's what I want is to encourage people to take their lives back. But what I keep hearing over and over and over and over again is, Justin, that sounds great. And y'all, I'm not kidding. I get a lot of emails like this. This sounds awesome and I want to do it. You've like got me fired up to go do it, but I am absolutely intimidated to go do it because guess what? All anyone sees is the social media, which is being dominated by these outdoors yuppies. And it's intimidating. A lot of these people, and I say it, it's understandable. Like I'm all about be yourself. Don't worry what other people think. But guess what? We all do. On some level, we all do. And I'm never going to judge anyone who has an issue with like, I'm me. I've, I'm at this age. I'm not I'm not self-confidence. I've got body conscious issues. I've got whatever. That's, I get it. I get it. And they Are intimidated to go out there because it appears to be dominated by all these very young people with very perfect bodies who appear to be swarming all the places they want to go, and they're intimidated by that. Believe it or not, and you guys don't be judgy, okay? Because this is a real thing to people, okay? People have these issues, and it's normal. It is normal, and it's human. I want you to understand that it's normal and it's human to be like to have those kinds of thoughts. These yuppies are discouraging. So many people from getting out there. And here's why I want to bring it up tonight. I want you to understand that these guys are not going and doing the stuff they say they're going to do. You can tell. You can tell. You run up on them in a parking lot, right? At one of those trailheads that's like a half mile hike to something. You run up on them and you're looking at their giant Forerunner or their giant Tacoma or what the heck ever with their giant Overland rig and all of the crap that's all the yuppie part of it where they're just literally spending money to look apart for the appearances. Just look closely, they're easy to spot because there won't be a scratch on that truck. There won't be a scratch. Every once in a while, you'll see that forerunner out there, and it is literally looks like it's gone to hell and across hell's acres and come back out the other side. Which forerunners are capable of, by the way. Um, you can tell the ones that really do it, and they are much, much fewer and far between. But here's the thing, guys. There aren't that many people out there and they don't go very far. They stop at the trailheads. They go like a little ways in. Like there's some pretty famous ones. I say famous. There's some pretty Arkansas internet famous ones right now that I follow and they're nice people, but I can go through their entire list. I did it the other day just as like for myself, almost to proof of concept. And I was like, you know what? I can look at every single one of these pictures and I can tell you exactly where it is. And it is like a half a mile from a trailhead. But they're putting themselves off as like this nature enthusiast in the great outdoors. And they get back in it. I mean, they'll have those quotes, right? They'll have those quotes. The Ralph Waldo Emerson. Let's let's do a little Ralph Waldo. Okay, let's bring him in here. And you can tell they don't even know what the hell they're talking about. When they're quoting those quotes, it's like they literally just Googled, I need an inspiring quote about the wilderness. And of course, it's going to kick back Emerson, right? Or Thoreau. And they quote it. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. And then they claim like, they'll say something like, when the trail gets hard, you really push through. And I'm looking at the picture that they've captioned with this and I'm going, I know exactly where that picture is. And it's like literally like about 85 feet from the blah, blah, blah trailhead. I'm not going to say the specific one that I'm talking about because I don't want to call anyone out individually. Like I'm not trying to be that mean, but it's like horrifyingly embarrassing. It's like the trail got really hard, like the potholes on the pavement or what? I don't know. So anyway, I want you guys to understand, don't be intimidated by them because they're literally not out there really doing a thing. Very rarely do you see them and all my adventures, very rarely do I actually see the yuppies out there. They're always in the same places, the most easily accessible places. Guys, there's so many places you can go to get yourselves out there and go out there and live your life, right? Don't be intimidated by the Ubbies. They're not paying any attention to you when they're there anyway. They're too busy trying to get selfies of their cleavage or their abs into 95% of their picture before they have, you know, in the background and kind of out of focus a little bit might be big bluff, right? Maybe there's a waterfall back there somewhere (laughs) behind all that cleavage. Like, just understand they're there for a specific reason and they're not even paying attention past the end of their nose. They literally are so wrapped up in their own world. They're not even past the end of their nose. So don't be intimidated, guys. I want you to get out there and live your lives. And I'm telling you from experience, okay, because I do go out and I do these things. Those people are not that prevalent out there. They dominate social media media because sex sells, okay? They dominate social media because the people that make money off of them push them and they pay to promote those posts, your feed is filled with this stuff because it sells. Okay. They're not out there at all of those places constantly, all the time. It's more often than not, it's pretty empty out there. Okay. On those trailheads. Now, you go to the Buffalo River, and we're getting into summer. You go down to the Buffalo River. Yeah. Right now, it's getting a little bit out of hand. I've said it before, but like, you know what? If you push on past, those first few miles out of Ponca or whatever, or you go down to the middle part of the Buffalo, the floating rave party stops far short of all of that. You know what I mean? And mostly the, play, the floating rave party tends to stick to the Elk River up by Knoll, Missouri, or the Illinois River over by Tahlequah. If we're talking about here in Arkansas, right? Um, the Buffalo still, it's okay, but it is getting pretty crazy. Like there's getting to be a lot of people there. It's gotten very popular, especially post-COVID. But listen, there are places you can go. You can push farther than that or you can go a little bit further downriver, which I suggest everyone does the upper portion from Ponca down where all the bluffs are, where Big Bluff is, Hemden Hollow. Guys, you need to do that at least once in your life. But here's a pro tip. If you can work it out, go in like the middle of the week. Because, like all those people, they're not there during the middle of the week. They do their crazy floats on the weekends. If you can find a way to go there in the middle of the week, you'll have to thank the river damn near to yourself. And it's pretty amazing. Actually, we started trying to time river trips, God, freaking 15 years ago or longer. To the middle of the week because even then when I was a young guy who did like drink a beer on the river here and there and have fun and go with groups of 20 people the people I went with were still way more inclined to than the wilderness aspect of the float and not the party aspect and we all were like we need to go during the middle of the week and we 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 would move mountains if we had to to try to make sure we went during the middle of the week because it's just too wild on the on the weekends so if you can do that Now, it's pro tip. Try to go during the week and it won't be as bad. But listen, it's not what you think it is. The appearances you're seeing on social media that are making you feel intimidated. I'm telling you, like I've told you in the emails that I've replied back to you guys. Don't be intimidated because they're not out there in the numbers that you think they are. It's just like the news, y'all. It's just like the news on the TV right now. Any news source that you listen to. They're telling you what they want you to hear because it sells, okay? It sells ad slots. And when you're looking at social media, it's no different. They are feeding you and almost everything that's getting thrown at you is something that's there to make money. And unfortunately, the demographic that we midsummer chickens are in is not a money-making demographic, okay? The money-making demographic is the yuppies. And that's who they're marketing to. But I'm here to tell you that the wilderness... It's still there waiting on you, and the yuppies are not very prevalent the way that it would appear. You go a little bit more than a half mile to a mile past the trailhead, they've already collapsed in a heap back there, and you don't have to worry about them anymore. That's all I'm saying. Don't throw your duckies in the river, and don't be intimidated by the yuppies. Okay? It's the duckies and the yuppies. That's going to have to somehow be in the title of tonight's episode. But anyway, hey, we've run on 30 minutes. I went on my little rant there. And we went on 30 minutes. Hey, I hope you guys understand. That is meant to be. (laughs) I try to be a little bit humorous with it, but there is a little bit of gripe in that. And I want you to understand there is a message there. I mean what I say. Don't be intimidated by the crap you see on social media. I want you guys to get out there. And the other thing is, for any of you yuppies that might happen to be listening to this who feel very, very angry right now, like, good. Because I just told you the truth. Quit throwing your stupid duckies in the Buffalo River. That's absolutely ridiculous. Let's go to break. We'll come back and talk about something a little bit less frustrating for the old wayward son. What is up, all of you wayward souls? I want to tell you guys about our newest sponsor, Bendetti Optics, a brand based right here in the good old US of A, Portland, Oregon, to be exact. And I bought my first pair of Bendetti sunglasses about a year and a half ago and fell in love with them so much so that I got online and ordered a couple of more pair. And when I did, there was a small shipping snafu an order fulfillment snafu, and I got on the phone, gave him a call, and guess what? I get a call back from who? One of the big men themselves, right there in Portland, from the top of the chain. Have a great conversation, and we end up starting this great relationship we have, the more than made right, the little snafu that occurred, and I am now a huge proponent of them because I can tell you from personal experience, they are good people, and they're trying to compete with the big boys out there coming in at a price point of about $40, but using the exact same frame material, tr 90 in the same polarization process as the big guys as it turns out something i think we are already probably new in our hearts when you buy big name sunglasses you're buying a big name not necessarily any more quality than you can get somewhere else like at ben optics they have 29 different styles They have multiple polarization options for whatever climate you happen to live in and they back it up with like this lifetime guarantee that if your dog eats your sunglasses, it doesn't matter how you break them, send it back in with a check to cover shipping and handling and you're golden. You got a new pair on the way. These guys are truly trying to do it right and they have this philosophy that a really good pair of sunglasses should not cost you so much that you are afraid to wear them and I think all of us outdoorsmen can relate to that. So if you guys, like me, are very practical and like to get more bang for your buck and wear some great looking sunglasses, check out BendettiOptics.com. That's B-E-N-D-E-T-T-I, Optics.com. Or you can go over to Instagram slash Bendetti optics, And that, I highly suggest whether you buy a pair or not, just to check out the cutest pupper you'll ever see modeling sunglasses. Once again, that's BendettiOptics.com. And make sure and let them know Wayward Stories sent you. And welcome back Thank you guys for sticking around through our sponsor break Those of you that chose to come back anyway <laughs> We will see when people quit listening to this episode and the next round of statistics now, won't we? Yeah, I may get skewered for some of that business But you know what, whatever It's not like it matters that much anyway If I'm not real, then what am I? You know, I'm fake And then I'm a yuppie And I don't want to be a yuppie Anyway, let's get on to the second half of tonight's episode, which interestingly enough, the whole yuppie thing actually plays a little bit into this. So, as I mentioned before, um, we went to break. I was talking about, you know, later in tonight's show and evolving adventures. And and that's kind of where I'm at as a Midsummer Chicken, a proud Midsummer Chicken. Like, I'm actually enjoying being a midsummer chicken. Life's a lot better with the wisdom you've accrued over a lifetime and, you know, a little bit better um decision-making processes, you know, because of that wisdom. You don't do nearly as stupid things and maybe a little bit better, you know, stand, standing in the world where you can afford some things occasionally, which you can never do when you're young and making all the stupid decisions. But I am considering, very much so considering, actually going to do at some point, don't know when getting into some kind of a camper situation, which has never really been my thing. I've always been a hammock camper or a, you know, a bivy tent or something. God, I've slept on the ground with literally nothing, not even a sleeping bag. That was me being young and doing stupid things. But as I have moved into middle age and I've lived a lot of hard life, working the blue collar life, you know, blue collar jobs all of my life, your body starts to break down a little bit. And I'm still in relatively good shape, and I'm I'm freaking very very grateful for that. Like the jobs I've had have kept me in pretty good shape, but like joints start to break down. I played a good solid 18 years of baseball, and you know, 16 of those, 15, 17, 16, 15, about 15 of those, I was a catcher, so my knees, my hips, my ankles, I have some issues. And you know what? a Whole lifetime of carrying heavy crap and blue collar jobs and you know, a couple of car accidents here and there, you know, your back starts to take a beating. And one thing I'm not willing to do is like destroy my back over anything. Cause I've unfortunately known a lot of people that have had back problems and I've never, I've only met one person ever that said they had a back surgery that actually helped their situation. And if any of you out there have had that, be grateful that you did. Cause everyone else I've ever known is like on their like sixth back surgery and it just gets worse every time. So i back is not something I'm willing to mess with. And, you know, I just find sleeping on the ground is not so great anymore, you know, and I also find sleeping in a hundred and ten degree heat in August or fifteen below or fifteen above, doesn't even matter, in the winter is just not as awesome as it used to be. Okay. It hits a lot harder as you reach your midsummer chicken years. I'm not letting go of that midsummer chicken thing. But I'm going to get a camper of some kind, okay? And this is what I'm up against. So I'm just going to kind of go through all my thought processes here because I know some of you guys out there, van life, some of you guys out there have campers. I want y'all's input. I would love for you guys to get in touch with me. Again, mywaywardstory at gmail.com or come over to the Facebook page. I want to know what y'all do. I want to know how you do it, but what I want to do tonight, I'm just going to talk through kind of my thought processes, what I wanted to do, what I needed to do. Cause you always come back to like the compromise. It's always about a compromise, especially when you're like normal middle-class humans like myself, because you can't just go out there and get the thing that is the thing. That like kind of fixes all your problems, right? You're always trying to compromise and find what works best from multiple fronts. Financially, um, from a functionality standpoint, there's all kinds of things to consider. So that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. I'll tell you right out of the gate. I don't know much about any of this, okay? So I'm going to say stuff that may sound me make me sound like a complete buffoon to any of you that are like hardcore van lifers. Don't be hard on me. I'm telling you right up front. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about okay, I'm just starting to explore it. I'm starting to look into it. And I'm not necessarily looking to build one though. That may be the compromise I may be looking at, of course, or some, you know, variation of that, because I don't know if any of y'all have really looked at any of the vans, vans, like really looked at them. Like one of those I kind of out really outfitted for four wheel drive. Cause that is a necessity on my end. At least if it's pulling a camper, it needs to be rugged enough. I can pull it down and up some pretty rough places. Cause I don't I mean, state parks are fine to put a camper up in, I guess, and camp, but I'm much more happy to go on out there and get on some BLM land or some national forest land and just pop that dude up and do your thing right out there where there's not anyone to make noise and bother you. Um, So that is like a major consideration. And if you look at any of those vans right now, I mean, gosh, Mercedes, of course, the sprinters are like the thing right now. And that's where the yuppies come into this. Do you know why those Mercedes Sprinters are like $199,000? Like the price of a house in a little bitty cargo van? Y'all, I drove a Mercedes Sprinter in San Francisco, California for FedEx, delivering freaking 400 packages a day over 300 stops. They're not that big in the back. The price of a house, you understand what I'm saying, right? For this little Sprinter van that is very nice, they're very nice, they're real, They're gorgeous, they're too bougie almost for me. See, I'm that person that likes, I like it to be nice, because I grew up really poor and I had this like kind of poor trauma thing, I like it to be nice, but I don't need it to be bougie, I just need it to be nice. There's a difference between clean and functional and like fancy, okay? I don't need fancy, I just need it to be nice enough, right? That's, that's, that's what I'm okay with. And these vans are awesome because they are built. Man, they are four-wheel drive, and they are built out to handle the stuff, and they're pretty dang mean. I would be lying to you if I said they were not sexy because they are extremely sexy, but they are not $200,000 worth of sexy. Actually, when I looked back at back at the Ozark Rec Show, actually, uh, coincidence, that's the shirt I'm wearing tonight, Ozark Rec Show, um, outdoor recreation show. I looked at that one. It was two hundred and twenty-five grand, but it was on sale for one ninety-nine. Right? That's insanity and not happening. Not for the old wayward son. You know what I mean? So I'm like looking at all these other options. What are all the options? What's gonna do what I want? I want the van. Okay, not because it's fancy, because that's ticks me off that it costs that much but because of its functionality okay it's four-wheel drive in a self-contained unit and what you need is in the thing you have you're not having to pull a trailer with the wind blowing it around you're not having to unhook from it to go do things like it just is what it is and it's self-contained see that's me i like simplicity i like things nice and simple i like things that don't have to, you know, a lot of maintenance involved that when you get into campers and I did have a camper when I was like 16, 17, I got a camper for like $500. That thing was horrid. I think it looked like it came out of an episode of breaking bad, but that's the way we roll around here, right? That thing was a pain in the butt. Okay, the tires were always going flat. Everything was always going wrong with it. They're heavy. The the suspension is never built as heavy as it should be to carry the weight. And the they're so high centered. The center of gravity is so high. Like there's everything about a camper trailer is a pain in the butt. Unless it's nice and compact. And they're making some of those now. What is it? Um, Nobo? Is it No Boundaries? Is that right? They make some pretty mean... Little campers, And there's a couple other brands that they look like they're outfitted for like military use. Like they're, you can tell, you can look at the suspension and see that that suspension is beefy. The tires are beefy. It's made to drag down bumpy roads and survive it. Okay. But those are just a little bit too small, I think. Because we have like, I have multiple considerations coming into to this right now. It's not just me anymore. Okay. There's more people in consideration here. You know, my daughter is one. There are more than that. Okay. So we're looking at up to like four people here, two a lot of the time, but up to four. And I need at least some space for that to happen. And here's the other thing. And this is where you might be like, yo, Justin, you're getting soft, bro. But listen, if you've never slept out and tried to sleep after you've sweated off four gallons of sweat in an Arkansas summer and tried to sleep caked in sweat and salt, it's horrible. It's horrible. It it's really hard. I will step out on a limb and I will expose myself. It sucks. And it is hard to sleep when you are caked in sweat and salt. I'm kind of about now listen, dude wipes are pretty cool. I have dude wipes. Some of you guys use these things and they're pretty handy. Dude wipes are all right. Like you can use them with a little bit of a bottle of water and you can scrub off all the all the crusty places and it helps. But it's still, you're just smearing the crusty sweat and salt all over the place. It's not like it's coming off of you necessarily. I need, like, I'm thinking I need some kind of shower situation. Because that's super awesome. OK, that's super awesome, because when you go out there and you really go and you really do the hikes, when you're not being a yuppie and just going halfway down the trail to get this one picture and then coming back up, But you're really going after those real hikes, you know, something that's back in there a couple of miles. You're really getting down and some elevation changes because you're going to see something that not everyone goes to see. It is hard work and you sweat a lot and it's horrible to try to sleep at night feeling like that. So I'm thinking, I'm looking at all these different situations. Some of these, like those Sprinter vans, they have a essentially a full-size shower. It's not much bigger than like a space capsule. capsule they might launch your body into space someday with, you know, because that's coming, by the way, space burials, things like that. Get ready. I mean, we're going to Mars, y'all. It's really going to happen. Just I mean, if you don't keep up with that stuff, it's already happening. Basically, it's just a matter of getting there. But it's tiny, but it's a way to do it. And that's self-contained in a vehicle, right? In some of these vehicles. But then there's other ones, like when you're talking about the vans, which is what I'm more interested in. Some of them have that, but in some of them you don't. And if you're talking about building one, we're back to the compromise, right? Like if I'm talking about building one out or taking one, there's one right now we've been looking at that is actually pretty reasonably priced. It's got a lot of miles on it, but a lot of the rebuild is done. It's actually reasonable and something I feel like would be functional, but like the shower unit, on a system like that, you kind of put one in and it might just be its own little standalone thing where you're like showering outside the vehicle, which is still useful. That's all right, right? Unless it's two degrees outside and then it's not nearly as enjoyable. It might be fun to look at, but it's not that enjoyable, right? Again, I'm into this, you know, what are the compromises here? Because cost is a huge factor. This thing that I've been looking at, that we've been looking at, is about 15K. It's reasonable and a lot of it's built. You're only really needing to look at kind of putting in some kind of a little hot water heater situation, maybe a propane um, instant hot water heater. Just hold a few gallons of water, enough to just scrub off real fast. And that'd be cool, but do you try to mount it inside? Do you try to get a little stall situation? That price goes way up if you do that. But you're buying a little teak wood or a bamboo thing you can throw out on the ground and shower out the back of the van. Not nearly as expensive, but also not nearly as comfortable. Like, again, it's all about these compromises. So these are the things I'm going through in my head, you know? I'm like, I don't know what I want to do here. Because the campers, you go look at the campers, the pull-behind campers, the smaller ones, like I would be interested in, they are far more affordable. And they're very nice. They're very nice and far more affordable than the Sprinter vans. But again, you have to pull it. And, and that's fine. Y'all, I've pulled trailers. I had a lawn care business for 12 years. I pulled some massive trailers. Like, pulling the trailer's not that big a deal, but it's a pain when it's a camper because it's a giant sailboat behind you with the sail up. You know, those things are hard to pull down the interstate. Those things are really kind of pains in the butt for maintenance. There's so many things that are, like, issues with those campers. But they're so much more affordable, and they're very nice on the inside, um, and I mean we were looking at one the other day that was like less than that sprinter van and it was like good, it was fancy. But again, it's a pretty damn big camper. And see, that's the thing is I'm not about the big trucks anymore. Like I never really was, okay. But like now that I've discovered this whole Subaru world thing where it's like, God, I drove to New Mexico and got thirty five point nine miles to the gallon in an incredibly capable little four wheel drive that's not even a wilderness edition, I'm sold. I don't want, I don't need something that gets 15 miles to the gallon anymore. Not in this market, not in this economy, not with this inflation. You know what I mean? I can't afford that. I don't want that. So like the next thing I'm going to do is I want to be looking at trading in Clementine here in another year or so, or who knows what it'll take, but get down closer to equity. I'm going to trade in Clementine and get a, um, probably the Outback Wilderness Edition. Maybe the Forester, probably the Outback that's got a 3,500 pound tow capacity. So there's only so much trailer you can tow behind it and, and be able to do it reasonably safely. You know what I mean? Like, again, I own a lawn care business. I have big trailers. I do things right and I do things safe. And I'm not going to freaking put a 3,300 pound trailer behind a 3,500 pound tow capacity on a tiny little one and a half inch freaking drop hitch, you know, connection. I've seen that. It's ugly. And when it goes south, It's really ugly. Like there's some crazy dash cam footage out there. You can go find if you really, really are morbid. But I don't know. See, like that's the thing. Those things are like uh, an Outback Wilderness Edition is the closest you'll ever get to what my Xterra was. And I was in love with the capabilities of my Xterra, with its stance, with its ability, what it could do, with its compact size. It was wonderful. And I'm about getting an Outback Wilderness. So what can I pull behind it? Or... If I get a sprinter of some kind and put it together, I get the little tow hitch for it trailer to the car and you pull the car behind it and then you've got your vehicle to detach to go and run all of your explorations. Because when I go somewhere, I'm gonna set up camp somewhere, whether it be in an Airbnb or a camper trailer, I'm setting up camp somewhere as a base camp, right? And I'm gonna spend two or three days exploring all around, not just right there where I'm camping. No, we're going places, baby. Like when I went to New Mexico, what did I do? camped out in Las Cruces at a cool little almost Route 66 style hotel. Even though it was nowhere near Route 66, it was the whole vibe. It was a cool place to stay. And what did I do? I drove three hours to the Gila cliff dwellings, you know, I drove an hour and a half back over to the white sands and trace Rio's petroglyph site. Like I'm going places I'm going to see an area, not just like this tiny little place where I've set up camp. So you got to consider that too. Like, are you going to pull a car behind that sprinter van? or Are you just going to drive the sprinter van everywhere? Cause it's not getting, you know, like I'm just sitting there talking about that, you know, not wanting to have a truck to pull a trailer. Well, there's a trade-off there, isn't there? You get a 15, 16 mile a gallon truck pulling a trailer, you're down to 12, 13 miles a gallon, you know. Pulling a trailer, well, you know what? That sprinter's probably not getting much better than 15 or 16 miles per gallon either, honestly. And if you pull a car behind it, you're probably back down to where you were. See, everything, hmm, that's fascinating. Hmm, I'm talking myself through this as we go, aren't I? It's very interesting. It all comes back to me about the functionality. I like the compact nature of the van. And I guess you could just drive the van everywhere, right? You set up your base camp, but you know, you know, I got a lot going on. I'm not a real, I'm not a real, I'm a very minimalistic person, right? I mean, if I go and I explore all day and come back to where I was going to camp, park the van, roll the bed out, whatever, that's probably good enough. Shower off and roll it out. I don't need to like take everything down and set everything up. You know, that might be a consideration as well. Like that's the kind of things that I'm kind of going through my mind here, you know, and I'm exploring, we're exploring all these different things. We're looking at what is this camper? What is that camper? How's that van? What's the prices on these things? You know, can they, you know, easily accommodate four people? Can it just accommodate two people? You know, what, what are you looking at and what do you want to do with it? And I'm like, I need it to be incredibly versatile. I'm that person. It's like, I needed to do all the things. I wanted to do everything and do all the things, but I'm on a blue collar budget, aren't I? And that's the other thing is building a van. Let's talk about that for a minute. I know a lot of you guys are building out these vans and dang, they are cool. Here's my thing. I don't have time to build out a van. I don't even have time to get my podcast out on time anymore. You know what I mean? I don't have time to build a van. And I don't even really enjoy that stuff that much anymore. Used to when I was young. You guys probably know what I'm talking about. Some of you guys that are midsummer chickens with me. You know what? Midsummer chickens of a feather flock together, right? Like used to, I would enjoy Working on my old pickup truck when I was 17, 18, even into my mid-20s. I kind of enjoyed it. But y'all, there's only so many starters and water pumps and alternators that you can change before you're over bolting crap on and knocking your knuckles off and be covered in grease on a Saturday where you could be out hiking or fishing, right? You only get so much time in this life and we spend all of it working. I don't want to work on stuff anymore. Now, building a van might be fun, but it's still a lot of work, you know? But anyway, around it, say I wanted to build out a van. I need y'all's input. I want to know what you guys think. Like, I'm sitting there looking at this Mercedes that we've kind of been checking out. It's sitting there for a minute. You know, it's got 250,000 miles, but almost everything in it's like the transmission, according to the owner, at least. The engine, the transmission have all been recently replaced, rebuilt, whatever. You know, they've already got a bed built in it. It's already got like a, what's it, a diesel generator or diesel um, generated heater or something for cold weather. It does have the little air conditioner on top. Of course that's plug in stuff, right? Not, not, not the heater, but the air conditioners plug in stuff. You're going to have your 15 amp or 12 amp or whatever you do at a, at a, at a camping, you know, place where you can plug in right. Um, at a campground, um, or an RV park or whatever, but like you can have the heater and that's handy. That's super handy. It's got the bed in it. Though it sits really high, I don't know if it lowers down, it's like way up by the roof, and I'm like, man, that would be really claustrophobic, but it makes all this room down in the bottom to put stuff under it, but it's like partially finished. The roof, you know, the inner lining of the ceiling, not the roof, the ceiling is finished, and it looks pretty nice, it's like a wood lining or whatever, got the bed in there, but like it's lacking the shower system. But I'm like, you know what? You get a gray water system, and I kind of did a little research on that recently. You get a gray water system together, some kind of a little sprayer, and maybe like I said, like a bamboo or a teak mat or something. You can drop out the back, throw up a little cloak around it. You could wash off or whatever. That would be super handy. Like I'm not sure exactly though how much effort it would take into like a gr- to go into like a gray water system. Right? There's a lot of considerations there a lot of research that goes into that so then you come back to like well you know there's also plug and play right there's also some bolt-in type of stuff where you can just like buy the actual shower stall find your way you're going to mount it in there figure out where you're going to mount your gray water tank figure out where you're going to hold your fresh water holding tank your little heater um your hot water heater like they're they're making these cool little heaters now where you know they they heat as they go Um, And, of course, you get into, like, solar panel considerations because it'd be cool to be able to be pretty self-contained and off-grid for at least a couple of days. Yo, do you know how much fun it'd be to drive a Sprinter up on top of, say, some of those passes out in Colorado and BLM land and just finding a place to park it and wake up to a damn Colorado sunrise from 12,000 feet or something? Or a sunset? Oh, That's the reason I'm like living at this point is for that day down the road where I'm out there exploring as often as I can possibly explore. That's like the last three or four or five years of my life has been me trying to build to this point. Why am I going to school for anthropology and history and archaeology and all these things? Why am I doing this podcast? Why am I trying to build all these foundations? It's because I don't want to work blue collar forever. And I want to be able to, once my daughter graduates, chase my nomadic spirits, desires all over this freaking land. And I think I'm not the only person that feels that way, but I'm telling you, this is the effort and the work that I'm putting in is to be able to go where I want, how I want, when I want that. It's a gamble. It's not a guarantee. It's going to work out that way, but I'm doing everything I can to, to hedge a bet and and push the odds into my favor to do that. And nothing will make me happier than to pull A freaking camper like a sprinter type of van and just take it up the side of a mountain and wake up in the morning to a Colorado sunrise. Y'all, y'all, that's what it's all about at this point. Life, there's so much crap out there. There's so many yuppies, right? There's so many annoying things. There's so many pet peeves. There's so much bad news. There's so much terrible news in the news. Like the news just feed you bad. Like they say in journalism, journalism classes. You know, if you've ever worked in any kind of journalistic capacity, You'll know what I'm talking about. The saying is true. If it bleeds, it leads because it sells. People, the horror factor, the disgust factor, if you can horrify someone, they're going to buy it. They're going to click the link. They're going to go and read it. It's like that watching a train crash thing. You know, that old analogy, it's like watching a train wreck. You can't stand to watch it, but you can't look away either. You can't look away. And that's what sells. And that's what they feed you. That's what everyone feeds you. There's enough bad out there, you know what? Guess what? There's still a whole lot of good out there too, and it's worth chasing y'all. There's a lot of good out there that is worth chasing. There's still beautiful sunrises, there are still beautiful sunsets, there are still pristine rivers with trout and salmon and smallmouth bass. y'all there are still elk, there's still buffalo, there's still wolves and Yellowstone. There are still things to see. Y'all, there are still things to do that are good. There is still good in the world. It depends on if you want to see it or not. And I want to see it. Like my little trauma five years ago that we've talked about so many times, and I dare not go back and talk about it again and drive you all away because you're so sick of hearing about it. It opened my eyes. It cleaned my slate. It cleared my plate. It showed me who was real. And it showed me who wasn't. I can count on two fingers how many people were real at that time. Two fingers. I can count how many people were real in my life at that time. And you know what? That was a blessing. Felt like a curse. Turns out it was a blessing. So now I can count on a couple of more fingers how many people are real. But you know what? When you start living how you want to live and being who you want to be, you know, what do they say? It's one of those memes that keeps going around your vibe, attracts your tribe. You know, it does. You be you, you'll find people like you. And, and that's the thing, guys. It reset my life. And my life's about trying to live these wonderful experiences. Like, and I love sharing it with you guys. Is that a purpose in life? God, probably not. I don't know. Does not matter? I just love doing it. That's what I'm after. And like getting into some kind of a camper van situation, getting into something like that where you can kind of just go where the road takes you. Like, that's what's been driving me for the last few years is reaching a point. And guys, we're... I'm not lying when I say, I'm not going to say I'm getting close, but I'm going to say that I'm halfway down the road. This podcast is doing things. It really is. It's been a slow grind without the ability to advertise, doing it, you know, as a hustle by the seat of your pants and trying to be clever and these things and those kinds of advertising opportunities. They're all expensive, but you find these smart little guerrilla advertising, you know, guerrilla marketing ways. You put in the work, you put in the effort, people start to recognize, you start to get somewhere. I got places to go, and I'm like halfway there, and I'm excited about it, and I'm like looking around going, man, I need to start looking, because I need a way to travel more, I need a good way to travel more, and go more places, so I can get out there, and see more things, and keep bringing these stories back, and keep getting these freelance gigs, and keep letting it just roll, baby, keep putting this podcast out, keep hopefully entertaining you guys, (laughs) and maybe from here on out, pissing off yuppies, who knows, like... (laughs) it's like, there's a whole reason behind all of this. You know, the whole reason I'm sitting here talking about these, the van life, you know, there's a reason you guys are into the van life. Do you know why it's such a huge industry? Do you know why? Everyone's fascinated and interested in it. Everyone's got that nomad spirit within them. So it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's a whole lot of different ways I can go about this van life situation. And I'm not sure. And don't get me wrong either. We're not talking about like living a full on van life. That If that were to happen for me, that's happening a decade from now or longer. And I'm not saying that that's even what I want to happen. That's not really it. It's more the ability to go when I need to and as often as I can, but not like a live out of the dang thing. I very much in my mind have a home base somewhere and I don't know where, maybe somewhere in Arkansas, who knows where it ends up being down the road, but like I have a real home somewhere, but I don't intend to be there much. That's kind of the better way to put it. Does that make sense? Um, And, you know, we'll see if it works out that way. But if any of you guys have any input about this whole van life situation, any of my listeners out there around the world, man, you Europeans have some really cool van stuff. I've seen this. Okay, any of you guys have any input, send me some emails. Let me know how you did it. I'd love to see your setup, y'all, for real. Send me an email like and I'll give you my phone number. You can text me pictures. We'll get we'll get in touch. I want to know how you guys are doing it. I want to see what your thoughts on it are like, cause I'm literally trying to build an idea here and you know, there's a good chance I'm going to do something or we're going to do something very intermediary here relatively soon. Um, But that's probably like going to be an intermediary thing and it's going to be building. Well, you know, I don't want to say probably we might nail the right thing right out of the box, right? Might hit it right on the head, but chances are it's going to be kind of a stepping stone process to down the road. Give me some ideas, like help me figure out what I'm going to do here. Cause I want to, I want to get this thing put together, man. I want to start figuring out how I'm going to go about doing this. Um, So get in touch. You guys let me know. And like I said earlier in the episode, you guys get in touch and let me know about all these different things. What you want to hear me talk about. Like I've got a few episodes in the can that I just haven't been real inspired to do, but they're kind of sitting back there. I need to flesh out the outline so that I can stay on track and, you know, we'll get them out sooner rather than later. But with school and everything, you know, episodes are getting harder to come by. I'm looking at probably doing another California Dreaming episode and covering our way further up the coast. Probably looking at another Nomad Spirit episode. That one did really well. Maybe one about the Pacific Northwest, um, maybe about the Northeast. We'll see. I got to do a lot of research for those because I have there places I haven't been. Right. We're talking about bucket list stuff, stuff I want to do things I've seen, but I've got to piece together a lot of bits of information to get a full hour out of it, right? Um, But you guys let me know, you know, if any of you have been around from the beginning, tell me what you think about some of the old, you know, we've experimented with episodes. We had a couple of badass women episodes and I loved both of them. Personally, they did pretty well, but like you guys let me know. If you enjoyed those, um, let me know what y'all want to hear and to give me an idea. I can start getting ideas of what kind of episodes we can make going forward. Like I said, it's a constant evolution here. I'm Constantly trying to find ways to put a better product out and give you guys, you know, what you want to hear, but also still be true to me. Like I said, I, I think I've reached a watershed moment. <laughs> Because I have been very diplomatic about trying to play a fine line to, you know, have maybe a chance at representing the state in some way, shape, or form. You know, I mean, I've, I'm living the life. I've got the journalistic chops in the background for it. I've got all the things, but it turns out, and turns out, nobody wants to hear a 42-year-old man talk. They want to hear young, extremely attractive, scantily clad people talk, whether they have any background whatsoever in anything so here we are I'm better off just being me right so I'm just gonna be me no more diplomacy no I'm still gonna be diplomatic I can't be a jerk but if I believe in it and it ticks me off I might just mention something because you know one thing I found people I'll hear people I'll hear from this episode I'll hear back from people be like no I don't like it I don't like that you got negative and you said something that was negative okay toxic positivity much You've never had anything negative. You don't get pet peeves about anything. I'm about real people, y'all. I'm about being real. That's why the yuppies tick me off is because they're fake. I'm all for people doing and exploring and enjoying their lives the way they want. Like if you want to do the bougie thing, if you want to be glamping, that's cool. I'm with that. I'm not going to judge that at all, but be real about what you're doing. If you're being real about what you're doing, if you're just a glamping kind of person and you just want to go see the easy things, maybe your health won't let you do more than that. I'm good with that. Like I encourage that. My problem is trying to pretend like you you're something you aren't and you've done things that you can't do. And I don't know, that just frustrates me cuz I don't like fake people. That's more of that childhood trauma stuff. I don't like fake people. I don't do fake people well. Anyway, I hope you guys that stuck around till now enjoyed the episode. Um, we're gonna wrap it up. We've pushed on our hour now, and I've kind of talked about stuff. We definitely wandered around. You know, there was no real point to tonight's episode other than talking about some outdoorsy stuff that has been on my mind. The yuppies and the duckies. I hope that some of you get some value out of the yuppie talk because I found that like r- encouraging people and trying to help them recognize that there's no real reason to be intimidated by this social media appearance that's in your feed like has been very helpful. So I wanted to talk about it again tonight for that purpose. I want to talk about duckies because don't throw your damn ducks in the river. You know, people tell me get my ducks in a row. I can't even afford their bail. Okay. Don't throw your duckies in the river for a photo opportunity. That's ridiculous. Um, Don't, you know, leave no trace. That's the freaking basic principle since what the 60s or the 70s it's been like the official principle of getting outside leave no trace anyway and you know van life is van life it's all about the the adventure y'all it's all about exploring and getting out there so if you guys have any thoughts i would love to hear from you again my wayward at gmail.com go to our facebook page facebook.com forward slash wayward stories if you want to support us on patreon patreon patreon.com forward slash you guessed it wayward stories um oh yeah go subscribe on youtube once again at wayward stories anyway i love you guys i appreciate those of you that stuck around tonight i know we wandered everywhere but i just hope you guys bear with me it's been a wild couple of months and we're doing everything we can to keep ourselves moving forward and i do feel like there's enough decent content in tonight's episode to um justify dropping it in the feed because i mean at the moment none of you are paying for it now are you anyway i hope you guys have a good couple of weeks ahead i look forward to seeing you again back here in the studio with me i enjoy it every time and until we meet again you guys don't forget to be good to each other